For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Threshold Covenant. This is part four of the series. An Asherah was a phallic symbol. Baal and Ishtar worship incorporated illegal sexual acts. An Asherah was nothing but a phallic symbol. In the book, The Secret of Crete by H.G. Wunderlich, he said that before marriage, every woman in Babylon was required to go to the temple of Ishtar. Why? To show allegiance to the god Ishtar and to lie with a stranger. And Ishtar worship was also in the land of Canaan. Ashtardi was connected with fertility and sexuality. Major centers of Ashtardi's worship were Sidon, Tyre, and Byblos. Ashtoreth was the principal goddess of the Zidonians and the Phoenicians. In the book, The Phoenicians by Gerhard Herm, he wrote that women in the Canaanite cities of Tyre, Sidon, and Byblos were required to become prostitutes for a day and give themselves to foreign guests during the spring festival. This festival survives today in the name of Easter, which is derived from the word Ishtar. Now we're going to look in the Bible where it speaks about forbidden sexual acts. First, we're going to look at adultery. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 14, it is written, you shall not commit adultery. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 20, it is written, moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defy yourself with her. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 32, it is written, but whosoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He that does it destroys his own soul. Next, we're going to look at the forbidden sexual acts of fornication and whoredom. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 29, it is written, do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses 22 and 23. Cursed be he that lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. And cursed be he that lies with his mother-in-law. Adultery and fornication are works of the flesh, as Paul describes in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, as it is written. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, and it goes on. Next, we're going to look at the forbidden sexual acts of fornication and whoredom that the children of Israel committed from Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 26, verses 28 and 29. 
You have committed fornication with the Egyptians. You have played the whore also with the Assyrians. You have moreover multiplied your fornication in the land of Canaan. Then, Ezekiel chapter 23, verse 17, And the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with their whoredom. Ephraim, that is the northern kingdom, the house of Joseph, we are told was sexually immoral from Hosea chapter 1 verse 2 and then Hosea chapter 4 verse 13 as it is written. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, for the land has committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. Therefore, your daughters shall commit whoredom and your spouses shall commit adultery. We are to flee fornication. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 and verse 18, it is written, Now the body is not for fornication, but it's for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Flee fornication. He that commits fornication sins against his own body. Then 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, as it is written, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Now we're going to look at forbidden sexual acts of homosexuality. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. You shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 17. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. In 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 24, it is written, And there were also sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Some of the kings of Judah attempted to remove sodomy from the land. In 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 12, it is written, And he took away the sodomites out of the land. In 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 46, And the remnant of the sodomites, which remained in the days of his father Asa, he took out of the land. Second Kings chapter 23, verse 7. And he break down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the grove. Now we're going to look at other forbidden sexual acts, bestiality. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 23. Neither shall you lie with any beast to defile yourself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 21, it is written, Cursed be he that lies with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say, Amen. Next, from the Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 155-156, he explains that, Property border landmarks were often a pillar or a tree. Abraham and Abimelech found that their followers were quarreling over the boundary line between their respective domains on the borders of the Negev. Abraham claimed the well at Beersheba as his by right, but the servants of Abimelech forcibly took possession of it. So the two chieftains met and agreed upon a borderline and made a covenant with accompanying sacrifices. And Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba as his border landmark and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Border landmarks were in the form of a pillar, a tree, or a heap. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 213, he explains, Pillars and trees were used by the pagans to worship the God of their threshold covenant. Thus the command to Jehovah's people as to their treatment of the people of Canaan was, 
Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you go, lest it be for a snare in the midst of you, that you should break down their altars and dash to pieces their pillars or male symbols, and you shall cut down their asherim, the trees of a female symbol. For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord Jehovah, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods. Here is a distinct reference to the primitive threshold covenant in its purity and sacredness, and to its perversion in the misuse of the phallus and tree in their symbolism. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble, on page 213, he explains how the pillar and tree symbols of pagan worship are worship. It would seem, indeed, that the pillar and the tree came to be the conventional symbols of the male and female elements erected in front of an altar of worship, and that in the deterioration of the ages, these symbols themselves were Worship. Now, pillars and trees were forbidden near the altar of the God of Israel. In the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble, on page 213 and 14, he explains Again, the command was explicit to the Israelites You shall not plant you an Asherah of any tree beside the altar of the Lord your God, which you shall make thee. Neither shall you set up a pillar which the Lord God hates. So the children of Israel are not to worship pagan pillars. Exodus chapter 23, verse 23 and verse 24, it is written, For my angel shall go before you and bring you into the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And so this word images is the Strong's number 4676. It's the Hebrew word matzabah. And it means a pillar or a monument with an altar. So we can see how Israel is to destroy the standing pillars, obelisks, used for worship. Exodus chapter 34, verses 12 and 13. Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you go, lest it be for a snare in the midst of you, but you shall destroy their altars and break their images. So once again, this word images is the Strong's number 4676. It's the Hebrew word matzabah. It means a pillar, a monument with an altar. So we can see from Leviticus chapter 26, verse 1, that Israel is to destroy the standing pillars or obelisks used for worship. You shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, Neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. So what is an obelisk? An obelisk is a four-sided pillar facing the four corners of the earth. At its peak, it is a pyramid. It represents a combination of religious and spiritual powers worldwide. To the Jesuits, Masons, and the Illuminati, it secretly stands for one world government. The obelisk is a cult. It represents the sun god Baal. It also represents life through sex. It is a phallic symbol, the male organ. Israel was commanded to destroy the sun pillars used for worship. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 30, it is written, And I will destroy your high places, and cut down your images. This word images is the Strong's number 2553 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. 
It's the Hebrew word hamam, and it means a sun pillar used in idolatrous worship. So the Vatican in Rome is a sun wheel and a obelisk. Israel is to destroy the Asherah tree or pole or idol. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 12 and verse 13, it is written, Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you go, that you shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. This word groves is the Strong's number 842, and it's the Hebrew word Asherah. And so an Asherah is a grove for idol worship. It's a sacred tree or pole set up near an altar. Israel is to destroy the sun pillars. Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 1 and verse 4. Josiah break down the altars of Baalim in his presence in the images that were on high above them. He cut down the groves and the carved images and the molten images. He break in pieces and he made dust of them. We can see that Israel is not to worship in the high places of the pagans. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2, it is written, You shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, upon the hills, and under every green tree. Israel is to destroy the standing pillars, or the obelisks, and the Asherah trees. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 3, it is written, And you shall overthrow their altars, and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And you shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. We can see that Israel is not to have an Asherah tree near the altar of the God of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 21 and 22, it is written, You shall not plant you a grove, an Asherah, of any trees near unto the altar of the Lord your God, which you shall make. Neither shall you set up any image which the Lord your God hates. So in the ancient world, in paganism, trees were planted near the altar of a ziggurat. And Israel worshipped Baal and Ishtar in the high places. 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 22 and 23, it is written, And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill and under every green tree. You can see this from 2 Kings chapter 17. Verses 9 through 12, as it is written. And the children of Israel built them high places in all their cities, and they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, for they served idols. Israel committed harlotry by worshiping Baal and Ishtar. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 20. And you said, I will not transgress when upon every high hill and under every green tree you wandered playing the harlot. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 6, it is written, The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen that which backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there has played the harlot. Baal worship involved setting up sacred trees in the temple of 
the God of Israel. Second Kings chapter 23, verse 4, it is written, And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second order, and the keepers of the door, to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove. This word grove is Asherah. It's a sacred tree or pole set up near an altar. And so what would be the application that's been carried down into our days and our culture? It would be the Christmas tree, because often in a church setting, you're going to set the Christmas tree up at the front of the church beside the altar. And then the steeple on a church is going to represent the item associated with Baal worship. And so this is how the items and emblems of Baal worship, the steeple and the Christmas tree beside the altar, have been brought down to us from the days and times that we're reading about in the scriptures and how it was ultimately through Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church that these customs came into what we call Christianity. So bringing pagan worship symbols into the house of Yeshua is an abomination to him. Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 8 it is written, and their setting of their threshold by my thresholds, they have even defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed, wherefore I have consumed them in my anger. Once again, Israel was to destroy the standing pillars or the obelisks. Second Kings chapter 10, verse 20, verses 26 and verse 27, it is written, And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. And they proclaimed it. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. The God of Israel will destroy the standing pillars, the obelisks, and the sun temples of Egypt. Jeremiah chapter 43, verses 12 and 13 is written, And I will kindle a fire in the houses of the gods of Egypt, and he shall break also the images of Beth Shemesh that is in the land of Egypt. And that's the house of the sun god. The gods of Babylon will be destroyed. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 2. Declare ye among the nations, say, Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces, her idols are confounded, her images are broken in pieces. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 44. And I will punish Bel in Babylon, and the nations shall not flow together any more unto him. Yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Images to Baal and Ishtar will be destroyed in Yeshua's kingdom. Isaiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, it is written, At that day shall a man look to his maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves or the images. So let's summarize what we've covered in this section of the teaching on the Threshold Covenant. Number one, Baal and Ishtar were the gods of war, weather, love, sexuality, and agriculture. Number two, Baal worship is associated with stone or sun pillars, and obelisks is a stone pillar. They are male phallic symbols. Number three, fire and human sacrifice are two elements of Baal worship. Number four, 
Ishtar worship is associated with an Asherah, which is a tree, pole, or an idol of a female goddess. An Asherah is a female phallic symbol. Number five, Ishtar worship is associated with illicit sexual behavior, including adultery, fornication, and prostitution. Number six, the children of Israel were commanded to not make any stone pillars or set up an Asherah. Number seven, elements of the worship of Baal and Ishtar worship got incorporated into Christianity through the Roman Catholic Church. Number eight, the children of Israel were commanded to destroy any element of Baal and Ishtar worship within their culture. Number nine, Yeshua will judge the gods of Egypt and Babylon. Number 10, the worship of Baal and Ishtar will be destroyed when Yeshua sets up his kingdom. So now let's see how Jerusalem is the threshold of Yeshua. In Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2, it is written, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling. This word cup is the Strong's number 5592 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the Hebrew word saf, and it means a threshold. But it was translated in Exodus chapter 12, when the children of Israel were commanded to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, it was translated as basin or bowl. And so it says, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they will be in the siege or war against Judah and against Jerusalem. Yeshua gave the land of Canaan to Abraham's seed forever. Once again, it was Yeshua that made covenant with Abraham in Genesis in chapter 15. And then in Genesis chapter 17, verse 8, it is written, And I will give unto you and to your seed after you the land where you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. We're told in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 23, that the land of Israel is not to be sold or given away forever. The land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. In Genesis chapter 36, verse 8, we're told the following, Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And then prophetically, we are given this prophecy unto Edom, Esau, or Mount Seir. In Ezekiel chapter 35, verse 2, it says, Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it. Verse 3, say unto it, thus says the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, this is Esau, I am against you, and I will stretch out my hand against you, and I will make you most desolate. It continues on in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 1 and 2. Son of man, prophesy into the mountains of Israel and say, You mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. What's the mountains of Israel? Biblically, it's Judea and Samaria, and it includes Jerusalem. So this is a prophecy to the heartland of Israel, Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem. And it says in Ezekiel 36, verse 2, Thus says the Lord, because the enemy, the enemy is defined as Esau, Edom, Mount Seir, has said against you, that is the mountains of Israel, Judea, Samaria, commonly called today the West Bank, and Jerusalem. Aha! Even the ancient high places are ours in possession. But the God of Israel is going to declare judgment upon Esau, Edom, Mount Seir. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, the Threshold Covenant. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.